welcome to Boston History and Science. My name's Lisa and this is my dad. Alan, welcome back. Sorry it's been a while. I feel like I'm saying that in pretty much every episode now. Yeah, we're going to have to get a bit more regular with this. Anyway, this week we are talking about... The Six Wives of Henry VIII. Now, this will be a mini-series as we are trying to tell it from their perspective and not just, like, say, divorced, beheaded, died and all that. We're trying to give you as much information about these six women as we possibly can. Now, Dad does not know a lot about this. I know absolutely nothing, so I'll be like you. I will be learning as I go along. (laughs) What I do know is his first wife, Catherine of Aragon, was born in 1485, I believe. Yes, she died in... 1536. Do you know who she was originally meant to marry, Dad? Was that not Prince Arthur? Yes, but Prince Arthur died of an unknown ailment. She caught it as well. Thankfully, she didn't die. Or maybe thankfully. I'll leave that up to your debate because she ended up marrying King Henry VIII. Although there was a two-year span where it was up for debate. You see, her dad wanted her to marry King Henry VIII. But Henry VII and Leviticus, who was a very high Catholic power at the time, was like, no way, you're not marrying her. With Leviticus literally turning around and saying, a man who marries his dead brother's widow will end up childless and with an ugly wife. But I think beauty is kind of up for debate. What do you think? Yeah, but he ended up sort of lonely and... A bitter man anyway, did he not? There's a long story about that. Yeah. Now, did she... I know Henry was looking for sons, but did she not give him a daughter? Okay, you want to go down the child route, do you? Yes. Okay, so she had three miscarriages. That's upset. Two sons who died at infants. And her only healthy child who lived past childhood was uh, Mary the First, a.k.a. Bloody Mary. Okay. So... I don't really know a great deal about Bloody Mary at all. Basically go around executing a bunch of people. Okay. The nickname fits. But because she only had a female heir, she actually ended up with Henry having three mistresses during the marriage. Okay. With one of them being Elizabeth Blunt, who was a who was who had a male heir, and that was the only heir that Henry ever considered to be his legitimate child. Okay. But did Catherine and also the next queen on this list? Did Catherine of Aragon not get a book credited? Yes, she did. This book she actually wrote for her daughter Mary. So even if Mary didn't end up nice, this book was called The Legitimate Education of a Christian Woman. And it was actually quite controversial at the time because Women, education, ah. Wow. 
That's a whole different subject. Which we're not getting into. At the divorce trial for Henry and that, before he split away from the Protestant church, before he split away from the Catholic church and became a Protestant and was like, I can do whatever I like, uh, he basically said, she got down on her two knees and gave the speech of a lifetime. To quote some of the speech, uh, please tell me what I've done wrong. I've been loyal, I've been humble, I've tried to swallow my pride all along. If you can name a single thing that I've done to cause you pain, I will go. And then stormed out. Okay. Because obviously he can't name a single thing that she'd done. But she got her head chopped off anyway. No, Dad. Dad. No? She was divorced. Oh, she was just divorced? Oh, she. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> he chopped that many heads off and everything that was just one of those things. Yeah, it was. So, she also, because she served on the Vatican, was considered... Europe's first female ambassador. That's really good. Right, so that will bring us from Catherine of Aragon to... Anne Berlin. So now we're talking about Anne Berlin, and Dad, by the sounds of things, you know a little bit about Anne Berlin? A little bit. Uh, she was born in 1501. Yes, and was beheaded in 1536. Okay. But was there not something about them wearing yellow to a funeral? Oh, yes. Right. So, you know our old girl, good old Catherine of Aragon? Yep. Back to her. Trust me, this is going places. So, as you remember, she was... She died in... 1536, which was obviously the year which she... Which Amberlynn was beheaded. So, her and Henry were together then? Right. So, when they went to her funeral, they were yellow. Is there any specific reason for that? Well, there's two theories made up by historians. One of them is that it was a shine, it was a sign of celebration that she died. <laughs> it's one way to get rid of your wife. And another one is that it was the traditional colour to wear to funerals in Spain. There's no evidence backing up either of these claims because we don't know a lot about Spain at that time. Which okay. one would you rather go for? Which one do you think? I'm going to go for a celebration of her life. Final answer? Final answer. Okay. Now, there's one thing. She was French, wasn't she? She grew up in the French court and during this time she was actually a maid of honour. Not a maid of honour, sorry. A lady-in-waiting to her own sister. Oh. And when she came to England, she was also a lady-in-waiting. Back on Frank, back on France, when she was a lady-in-waiting to, to Mary Boleyn, she learned a lot about court life. So when she came to England, she was obviously 
very good. Right. And am I right in saying she was also Catholic? Oh, this is when you're getting into the juicy stuff. Like, you can keep your French. This is the stuff that interests me. So, she was brought up Catholic. But sometime on her courtship in France, she learned about religion reform. Now, do you know what that means? Kind of. What do you think it means? Changing from one to another. Yes, it means, at this time, it meant changing from Catholic to Protestant. And she fell in love with it. Okay. So when she There's came no to, harm in that. She came to England, which, at this point, King Henry was considered the son of the Pope. Oh, he wow. was a really strong Catholic. Right. She managed to convince King Henry to change his whole entire country Protestant. <laughs> That's, that takes some doing. They're, they do say it was partly for love so he could get the divorce with Catherine of Aragon, which is how they got divorced in the end. And But the other part was so that he could take the money away from all the abbeys because when they were destroyed and stuff, he got to keep all the money in that. And spend Not very it on nice. his own stuff. Not very nice. Yeah, lovely guy. Cool guy. Yeah. Right, now, she wasn't fully faithful, was she? That is accusing. Oh. The only, she was claimed to have had seven affairs, one of which, which was with her own brother, believe it or not, which is how Henry got her beheaded. So, this, all the ones that... She had two mistresses and obviously couldn't produce a male heir. So, I, Henry isn't holding his wife up to the same standards. He's had more affairs than a, a fair thing in a fair land. Exactly. So, she was claimed to have had about seven affairs. Their only man who actually... Uh, said that was true, was accused of having said that under torture. Okay. I suppose if you're getting a knife held to your throat or a <laughs> put in the rack or something like that, you're going to say, yeah, I'll say exactly whatever you want me to say. Exactly. So, apparently she had an affair with her own cousin, uncle and brother. She's keeping it in the family. <laughs> She's keeping it in the family. But, as I'm sure you know, she was beheaded. I'm losing her head. Yep, okay. When she was beheaded, she was claimed to have given a grand speech. Uh-huh. This speech included, if God considers it my time to die... I will die with glory and honour. But he didn't. It was Henry that decided. Now, have you heard about the extra finger rumour? No. So in 
So basically, as the story goes, Henry and the other guy, you remember our friend over there that was under torture? Yes. They both claimed that she had an extra finger and a bunch of other men who had never even seen her. An extra finger? Yes. Okay. There is no evidence for that and historians have studied her corpse to see if this is true. Sorry, I'm making this really morbid. Okay. And at most she had an extra piece of fingernail. Okay. So that's it for Catherine. Uh, that's it for Amber Lynn, unless you have any other questions, Dad. Not a clue. I, I'm learning loads here. I'm learning loads. So, who was the next one? Well, that would be Jane Seymour. So, Jane Seymour is the one that they say, the only one that people say Henry actually loved. Do you know anything about her though, Dad? She was born in 1508. She died in 1537, the same year that her son was born. Yes, now, she didn't have a great deal of time with... She wasn't married a great deal of time, was she? Well, no, she was actually only married to Henry for a year. If you look at when Amber Lynn died, it was 1536. She died in 1537. Wow. Yeah. But people say that she was the only one who who Henry ever truly loved, and you'll see by the other dates, it took her three... It took Henry two years to find a new wife. Yes, but now here's the thing. <coughs> Was she not the only one that gave him a son? <coughs> yes, that is actually true. But sadly, we really don't know much about her. But what we do know is... Did she not try and do something with the abbeys? She tried, because she was a very strong Catholic, you see. She tried to get Henry to restore the abbeys. To something he said, would you like to end up the same way as Amber Lynn? Okay. So forget what I said about this being a healthy relationship. If I... If I don't agree with you, I'll cut your head off, or you will just die in some other horrible nasty death yeah basically what happened was whenever she tried to meddle in the king's business he would just turn around and say do you remember what happened to amberlyn and she was a lady in waiting for amberlyn and our good old friend catherine american so she saw all the drama she saw it all and she was also a mistress to henry during amberlyn's time so, when uh, she was a miss, she was with Anne Berlin, and that was Henry sort of seeing her as well at the same time. During Catherine of 
Uh, during Anne Berlin, yes, because she was a mistress to him. And basically what he would do with the ladies in waiting, they would more be, more be like ladies in waiting to get uh, married by the king. Jeez. That is just downright wrong in every sense of the word. Yeah. Uh, so whenever... But then she tried to convince the... If you remember, Henry stole a lot of money from all the abbeys and stuff. Yes. And she was trying to get the money put back into the abbeys. Well, when she couldn't succeed at that because she was told, I'll chop your head off. Okay. Uh, she tried to say, well, could you at least use it for a charitable cause and not spend it on all these banquets? And did that work? Guess what Henry said? I'll chop your head off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and basically what happened then is she gave birth to her son, Edward. But before that, she actually restored, if you remember, our good old friend Bloody Mary. Yeah. She restored Bloody Mary's relationship with King Henry. Yeah, well, she done some good. She done some good. Now, she wasn't... Uh, her head never got chopped off. How did she die? She died with complications during birth. Now, was that to her only child? Yes. Which was... Prince Edward. Yep. Okay, cool. But Henry was expecting a male heir for quite a while. Even with Anne Berlin, they, on the declaration of birth, they, made, they actually had to add in an extra S make it princess and not prince at the last minute Ooh. so yeah right the fun fact this week has actually blown me away so what is the fun fact yeah i found out this out on another podcast and i immediately run and told dad but, you know people who grew up with black and white TV? Yeah. It's, scientists have done studies on the brain. I don't know how they've done it, but they've actually worked out. They dream in black and white. Well, I had a black and white TV originally, and then I went to colour. So does that mean that I may sometimes dream in black and white and in colour. Yeah. Hypothetically speaking. Wow. Now that's clever. That is that is something I never knew. I mean, you can tell us. What do you dream in? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a politician? I can't recall that. Possibly. <laughs> right. And our next bit is... The ambiguous question. So our ambiguous question this week actually came from one of my friends. So shout out to you, Georgia. Right. Now, was it something to do with wishes? Yes. 
So it actually kind of concerns me that someone was able to come up with this, but then I can't really say much because we were arguing about a pair of trousers. So at one point, would it have been possible for us to be able, for the human race to be able to have wishes, but then someone to have wished that we had no more wishes? That is very possible. But then how did we forget that we, at one point we had them? Well, there would be no more wishes there. So after a period of time, nobody would know that there was any wishes. Yeah, but surely people would keep on the story. Mm. I mean, you don't somehow accidentally just forget, like, oh, hey, remember that time when we had wishes? It's a possibility, though. There's there's a lot happened in history that we do not know. I will be the first to admit history is looking through a keyhole. We're trying to make that keyhole as big as a door, but we're never going to do it. It'll never happen. But what we can do is just probe inside it and get as much information as we uh-huh. possibly can. We're trying to look in a room through a yep. keyhole. Yep. But it fascinates me. I wanna know what's happening inside that room. You can call me you can call me nosy, but I wanna see what's happening in that room. <laughs> Right, that's excellent. So, I'm going to say that's goodbye from me. And it's also goodbye from me. And remember, anything you want, get in touch with us. Please, get get us on the Facebook page. It's just Busting History and Science on Facebook. If you have any ideas for episodes or just any questions about anything we've covered, on any of our episodes, really, Dad usually covers the science stuff. Yeah. We will answer it, and I think for what we're going to try and do is we're going to at least post something once a week, whether it's on Facebook or an episode. Yeah. Um, and we follow us. Let us know how many people are there. We want to make know you guys you, exist. Make, make it so that we talk about what you want us to talk about yeah please if you want like more things on the seven modern wonders of america let us know or if there's a question that you don't know the answer to throw it at us we'll do some research and we'll tell you the answer yeah we love hearing from you guys and if, like, you see one of us out in the wild, come say hi. We don't really care. Doesn't bother me. Right, as I said again, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye. <laughs>